podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you want interesting and entertaining debate on the Premier League and other English leagues, but from a show that doesn't take itself too seriously, then check out The Whistleblowers. It's a weekly football podcast hosted by me. I used to play football, Martin Gritton, uh, stand-up Mark Smith when he can, and music manager Gareth Dobson, who uh, always has plenty of good chat, being a Spurs fan. Um we basically get football writers in to have a chat as well. And we talk about the stories that matter in English football, whether it's on the pitch or off it. It's free to listen to iTunes, Acast, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, or you can download the Whistleblowers app. And follow us on Twitter at Football Podcast. Cheers. Okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Manchester United Redcast. Back after, um, well, an interesting start to uh, this week's episode anyway my name's Aaron Paul joining me this week it's Ben Paul my brother hello brother from another mother and father and completely different family hello (laughs) yeah Uh, Ben good to have you with us pal um I mean we're back after a defeat in Europe looked like it was gonna be kaput for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer but he's back once again like the renegade master a big big win at Everton on Saturday Yes. Well, yes, indeed. I don't know how to feel about this one because on the one hand, you've sort of resigned yourself to the fact that our, you know, our, our beautiful hero might have to step aside to allow someone else possibly better qualified for the job to take over. And then he pulls you back in and gives you renewed faith and think you kind of think maybe he shouldn't be leaving us right now. Maybe Pochettino can sit on the sidelines and possibly be tempted by another I don't know that's the problem I don't know I was all resigned to the fact that Ollie was out and now he's still in what do you think he's like Rocky isn't he He he's literally like Rocky the geezer takes a beating then bang he's back again it was brilliant it was brilliant to see I mean I don't know if anyone caught um, my my bits on, on BBC Radio 5 Live um, on Sunday, I did the squad on Sunday morning. They asked me about my feelings about Ollie, and and yeah, it was very, very emotional. Um, very emotional. Like the guy, you just, I just love him. I absolutely love him. I mean, granted, he might not be the right person for us long term. He might not be the right manager, but you just can't not love him. His heart is there. His spirit is there, and 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 he loves the club, and I love him. And you know what? Sometimes all we need is love. Love is all. Yeah, sometimes you need a little bit more, but I get it. I totally get it. And I love him too. If you want to love off, you know, I'll fight it to the very last finishing line. Um, it was a very good performance. I mean, compared to the way we've been playing recently, it was an excellent performance. Compared to the, you know, the greats, it was okay. But considering that we had to haul ourselves back from not only a humiliating defeat against some Turkish nomarchs, but the fact we landed at four o'clock in the morning back in Manchester and then we're up again at 10.30 on Saturday morning, you kind of think, well, 12 then, um, you kind of, you feel sorry, you've got sympathy for Ollie when he says that uh, he was set up to fail. Ollie, Ollie was, he was angry. He was livid after, after, that, um, after that game. I mean, I've never sort of seen him rant before quite like that. But yeah. He's fully, fully gone on on a Jose style rant um, after after the game. Were you a bit surprised? I, I was proper surprised. 
I was quite delighted by it because he shows he's got some fire in his belly. It wasn't just about, you know, the, the, the lack of preparation time that they had and recovery time. It's been building up inside him. He must be so frustrated at that club because, yeah, he might not be the, the best tactician in the world, but he's been let down so much by the club, by the players, and he still smiles, holds his head up high and carries on like a true gentleman. A proper, proper trooper. Um, yeah, we're going to look back. I mean, that Istanbul bash actually defeat was just a disgrace. Let's be fair. Um, I can't even think about it. It's oh, just, it's weird. Did it really how happen? We're so inconsistent. I don't get how we are so inconsistent. No, I think you put it beautifully. We are consistently inconsistent. Oh. There, there is no method behind the madness. All right, we put out a different team, but it wasn't a particularly different team. We had, Tan, you know, Henderson and Tanzebi. We had Donny van der Beek starting. Um, we had Matter playing down the right. It wasn't like we were playing our B team. These are fully-fledged, wonderful international professionals. I don't... And we're up against the likes of the, the Premiership has-beens like Skirtle and... Dembaba and our very Black own Raphael. It's not like, you know, maybe when you go to, to Russia in the winter, it's defeated the best of them. But come on, having gone to PSG and having trounced um, whoever it was in the other game, it was, um, this one was unexpected. It was unexpected. And that, can we, whose fault who knows the the defensive line for it to be broken so humiliating such schoolboy fashion for that first goal it's humiliating but um, you know so, we, we can I mean, move on Dean Henderson was livid um I don't know if you after after that Denver Bar goal was conceded and he had every right to be I mean that defensive line geez it was so high up there was no <laughs> defensive line it was done it was it was it was just it was horrendous it was absolutely horrendous um they canned um Axel half time as well canned Axel half time stuck McTominay in there Pogba come on, uh, Fossu meant to come on for Wan-Bissaka, used all five subs, brought on Cavani, brought on Greenwood. I think everyone was a bit annoyed that um, he brought Marcus Rashford off. You, you've got to be able to make those decisions. You've got to be able to make them subs. And and you know what? Credit to Oli for actually making the change and actually going, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make a decision and on my head be it. Granted, it didn't work. Um, but... You know, he, he, he made that change. What Were you thinking the same? Were you a bit annoyed when he brought uh, Rashi off? Well, I like to keep... If, we, if we're chasing a goal, I want to keep all the attacking options open. Um, he didn't deserve to get pulled. I felt more sorry for Twanzebi because we're trying to build up the kid's confidence. I, you know, playing alongside a very erratic uh, Maguire is difficult for any young player. But to pull him off at half-time wasn't so sure about that um but on the whole it just wasn't clicking was it it just didn't it didn't go for us uh, it, it, sometimes it didn't come together it didn't come together but I'm just glad Saturday did because I actually genuinely thought uh, and I thought I know I know we chatted about it sort of briefly in, in our group chat that if he had lost Saturday I, I, I don't think he'd be manager right now no, no, he probably wouldn't. And I think the you know the guns were all were all pointing, and 
he all he had to do was was sit back and take it and he would have been out but that shows the fighting spirit of the man but it also what's so inconsistent is that the players showed heart and soul they put in hard work they showed character they ran their socks off they closed down players they played lovely one-touch football they were intelligent with their moving the passing was crisp why can't they do that week in week out it's not like it's a tactical masterclass it's this is how you play football and it boiled down to work rate and it boiled down to dedication to the and playing for that for that badge now whether they saw the look on his face that he's like, you know, I'm going to get fired and they decided to play for him. Mm. But why can't they do that every week? That isn't Ollie's fault. No. You can only motivate a player so so much, but you should be. If you're getting, you're playing for Man United, you are playing for an incredible wage. Perhaps something that's, you know, people have reflected upon this season is that there are a lot of lower Lower, lower sort of rung teams that are doing particularly well, your Wolves, your Villas, uh, your Southamptons, maybe the fact that there's no crowd for those clubs allows the players to play un- without pressure. And maybe the fact that there's no crowd for us means that we don't have that 12th man. And that it's really hard for our players who are used to that intense pressure from the crowd or the intense spurring on by, the, by 60, 70, 80,000 fans maybe that's playing a big, big difference. Yeah, I mean, do you know, I was actually really drawn to, to the comments. I think it was by Roy Keane. Um, actually, after the Arsenal game, where he kept saying that these players are the ones that will get Oli sacked, I think there was very much the same attitude after, well, during Van Gaal during Mourinho, where, again, the pundits were all saying that these are the players who will get um, you know, those two managers sacked as well. What's changed? I don't get it. Like, wh- what is it about us where we can't string a set of results together? You know, we, we're so poor at home as well. It's freaky. Yeah, well, the, the away form is, is brilliant. What was that? The seventh away win in a row, club record? Um, these are the kind of players that can get your manager sacked. Well, there's no, there's no coincidence that Pogba's sitting on your bench. Um, there's been some there's been some comments from Didier Deschamps, his French manager, oh and even and even oh, I'm going to leave that to the second half of the pod, mate. Because oh, were you? Geez, <laughs> okay. Paul Pogba, and it's just another kettle of fish. And I'll tell you what, that's a good time. Let's take a break now. This is the Manchester United Redcast. Glad you are with us. Catch you on the other side. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. 
Yeah, we are back for the second half of the Manchester United red cards. It's myself, Aaron Paul, with my brother, Ben Paul. Um, you know, my, my, my older and better looking brother. Shall I call you that? Um, yes, well, it's, it's common knowledge. Older and better. <laughs> more experienced, more debonair brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of other, other words, you know. Yeah, they're, they're all of the above. Um, but go on, carry on. Anyway, carry on. Let's talk, as we do every sort of three to four weeks, about Paul. Pogba. It's what we do. We love doing it. Let's, but we don't. We, we, I'm bored of this now. I'm fed up. It's like a soap opera that just keeps carrying on and on and on and on. I mean, genuinely, this is just, it's getting embarrassing now. Didier Deschamps has come out in the press. Um, I mean, he's, what has he been with Pogba? What, six hours, seven hours? And they've already sort of like formulated a, a, a press release and they've got something out. I mean, genuinely, do these people have nothing better to do. Like, Paul Pogba um, feeding lines to Deschamps. I mean, apparently, he cannot be happy um, at Man United. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, just a, it's just a very, very poor set of events. Um, aren't you fed up with this as well? Yeah, do you know what? He's in irrelevancy to me now. We play better without him. He is a... A pathetic little child because you give him whatever he wants and it's not good enough he wants something else i got two kids he performs and plays just like them the it's like the olden days when tevez was complaining that he couldn't get what he wanted because you know rooney was in the same team or then rooney got injured and tevez was like there you go it's all yours and he didn't do anything pogba you can't give him a position on the pitch that he's happy in because he's just not happy. He's a, he, he brings down the, 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 the levels of, 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 um, of, of enthusiasm around him. He's, I don't think, A, he's got a future at the club, and B, he's got a, an attitude that would make him a fit for any club. He's, he's not quick enough for the Premier League, perhaps, He's not good enough in any one particular p- position on the pitch. And he doesn't bring out the best in any other players. The fact that we've got McTominay and Fred in the middle doing a great job means that we don't need him. The fact that we've got Bruno just in front of them doing a great job means we don't need him there. He's, he, my only fear is that he's not got a sell-on value of anything like pay maybe half what we paid for him. So we're going to lose big time on the on the fucker, and part of me thinks he's just playing shit because he wants out of the club, which is a real is like just a really sort of a poor idea though. Because effectively, you know, like as Harry Redknapp used to say, when you're selling a player, you want to stick him in the shop window, you know, W I N D E R. Um, yeah. You know, just isn't isn't the point? You play well, get yourself out there and, and crack on. You know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think he's got the wrong idea. Go on. Paul Pogba, he's got the wrong idea. He's playing shit because he wants out. Mate, play well. People want you job done. Yeah, well, as you were saying before the break, you know, these are the players, as Roy Keane says, these are the players who get the manager of the sack. He got Mourinho the sack. There's no d- doubt about that. Didn't he call and him a now, player, Mourinho? 
And there was a whole lot, there was a whole melodrama involving the two of them. And he got Mourinho sacked, which to be honest, that, it didn't bother me too much. I was never a fan, but he does not play for Ollie. And that is a big, big problem. He's, his big mouth agent is always still touting him around. Um, and yeah, you can't put him on the shot window because he's just going to let you down on the pitch. Look at how many games he's played recently where he's just given the ball away and hasn't won it back. That's led to goals against. Um, he's not... I, I'm so, I am so fucking bored of talking about him. I really am. But when he angers you that much, you can't help but talk about him. Sack him off. Fucking get rid of him. If you can get 60 million from him in January... Fucking sack him off. We were talking about £120 million for him plus last year. Fucking sack him off. My my worry now is is more about Van der Beek. Van der Beek. Because mm. the guy's not getting a sniff. And it's not like, you know, rumours were going around that he wasn't training well. But when he played in Europe the other week, he was our best player. He's just... He really... I, I feel terribly sorry for him. and I And I don't know what the future holds for this kid. I'm hoping that we don't have to stick it with um, the very defensively minded Fred and McTominay. I think he's going to stick with them though. I really do think, especially Fred as well. I mean, I saw a piece come out yesterday um, talking about how United are loving sort of Fred at the moment and how they feel he's actually sort of developed. I mean, when you pay 50 million pounds for a footballer, I wouldn't expect them to need the time to develop. I'd expect them to actually get on with the job and crack on straight away. But yeah, uh, I think Ollie is going to stick with Fred. Yeah, but it's a shame that we have to stick with both of them. I like them both individually, but it's a shame that we have to stick with both of them. It's a shame that our central defensive partnerships aren't strong enough to allow us to play with one anchor, mm. one defensively-minded midfielder, and then stick a van der Beek in there. So that you've got another gifted craftsman in the mid, in the midfield that will start threading the balls around for the forward line. That's the shame, and I think it all comes back to central defensive partnerships. You know, I think Maguire had a decent game, apart from the fact that he should have been sent off. Um, but he, we still don't have that settled central defensive partnership, which means we don't have that. We have to put both McTominay and Fred in front of them. Which is a that, that's a that's the that's a real shame. Um, but can we celebrate the fact that Luke Shaw got his first assist in what probably two years? I swear he got one the other week as well, didn't he? Did he? I'm, I can't. I, it's there's so few and far between. It's such a rarity. They are literally so rare, man. <laughs> like like three wheeled buses and stuff. <laughs> um, I think he's just he, he's, he can see Alex Teller sniffing down his neck. No, thinking that all right now I've got I've got to get that final ball this, in. This this annoys me. This is what annoys me. Yeah, Tellers has played one game for us. He's come back for COVID. And he's fucked off for international break. Um, has he? Fucking hell! Annoying. Yeah, I, that, that, annoy, that annoys me tenfold as well. Um, I mean, this international break is a fucking shambles. Surely, you know, it sort of makes no sense to have an international break with with COVID sort of rife at the moment. Yeah, we're in lockdown. Why would you let any player leave the country? I think they just... Didn't they tell Lindelof this morning you can't travel with the Swedish team? Because there's some, there's some real sort of shit going on, yeah. Like, in terms of travelling places, I think England are looking to push to change their location in one of their games. 
I don't understand it. I really, really don't understand it. It makes no sense entirely. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, as, as you know, as somebody who couldn't give a shit about England and more about United, I don't want any of those to go and play for the national team. And I'm quite happy. I don't know why he's done it. I'm quite happy that um, Green was not in the, in the squad. Yeah, you, you know, keep him resting for us. Um, but there's a lot of rumours floating around about, about, about him in the press at the moment that he's not training well and he's knackered and that uh, he's having a bit of a, of, of a Barney with Bruno. Because um, Bruno, he didn't run onto one of Bruno's balls where he should have done. I, have ever, I, I mean, would you not want to run onto one of Bruno's balls? <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I mean, it could be that we've thrown Greenwood in very young into the deep end and he might be struggling on, the, on that kind of front. He's, his football is up there, but his mental, his mental skills are not. He's got to be managed. He's got to be coached. We can't have another Ravel Morrison on our on a, on a books. But oh, no, I think he'll be all right, you know. I, I don't know. I think the, the era we live in with social media and, and with the press looking to jump on, especially the red tops, anything and everything, um, I think that, you know, they're looking to carve out a story out of anything, man. I think he'll be all right. I think young Mason will be all right. Um, what are you going to be doing during the, the international break, pal? What, what am I going to be doing? Yeah. I'm not going, to, not going to be watching England, that's for sure. No? No. After, I don't know about you, but ever since Beckham was, was ruined by at the World Cup and they started booing Gary Neville, I've binned off England. You can stick your England up your ass. I, I genuinely don't give a shit about England. The fact that we have half the England team, Argentina, Argentina. It's so I might just be looking back at look at I dust off my old United VHSs and look at Brian Robson in his heyday and think, why haven't we got a player like that anymore? Do you do you, do you watch those VHSs just to look at the shorts? <laughs> Stop it! Um, <laughs> what? But so coming coming back to Pogba very very briefly. P- Philip Neville even went out on, on a limb this week. Did you read about that? Yeah, he's. I mean, genuinely, you manage a female football team, and suddenly you think you're fucking Alf Ramsey. It's it's well, apparently <laughs> apparently he's in the run of the Sheffield Wednesday job. Woo! You know? I had a rumour at the weekend that Steven Gerrard was being lined up for the United job. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, no, that was some muppet on Talk Sport. We phoned up to get Gerrard in the job. That's the problem. After 10 o'clock, people have had a couple of beers, haven't they? Yeah, let me do this. Let me have this genius idea. Let me pay, you know, 3 50 a minute to phone 08717 number, speak to Talk <laughs> And um, and and let let's let's just have a chat with them with with Andy Goldstein and, and Jason Gundy and make myself look like a complete sort of tit. <laughs> That's what people do. Well, I was I was I was I was dreaming the other day about players I wish had signed. I don't know if you've looked around the Premier League and seen any players that you wish you'd signed, especially those that went under the radar and cost the you know fuck all money. But I've been looking at Villa. And I've been looking at the likes of Grealish. Oh man, he's a, he is playing oh, so well. Me. And oh, you know, so Ollie, Ollie Watkins, that's a goal scorer for you. Um, uh, I, think, I think I think with Watkins, what you've got to look at with Watkins is is that Dean Smith brought him from brought him in from Exeter and has sort of reared him like like prime cattle. Yeah, yeah, like like proper prime cattle, and has and has um, and has looked after him and brought him through, and he's he's. Uh, 
he's he's done very very well with Dino and 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 Dino sort of just looked after him and cracked on and and brought him into Villa and and do you know what he works well in the Dean Smith style and he works well when being coached by a good quality coach. Yeah. Yeah, he really does. And then I look at Arteta and I think he's a quality coach and he's picked up, you know, that Tom, that Thomas Partey, he looks like a new fucking Vieira. He looks great. And Gabriella said that right at the beginning of the season, before the season even started, when he was talked about at coming to United, I'm like, we have to get this player. I've seen him play. He's, he's, and, and lo and behold, for 25 million, they've got one of the best centre-halves in the Premier League. Um, Chelsea have turned I'm, I'm it around. My, my neighbour is just being a complete... Who the hell crushes all their plastic bottles before you put them in the fucking recycling? I can see him now. <laughs> Absolute nonce. Look at him. Go on, fucking crush that one. Go on, I dare you. Go on. I thought it was some kid like kicking a kicking a bottle around. You know, half term. You know, no school. So I'm gonna kick a bottle around outside. No, the geezer's in his sixties and he's just crushing plastic bottles. What a tit. Anyway, going back to Arsenal. Yes, Arteta has recruited well, but fucking hell, they got they got their asses handed to them the other night, didn't they? Yeah, no, but but you look at that's the team. But you look at some of those individual players. Bloody hell, there's a couple of good yeah, ones there. True, 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 true. And Chelsea have sorted their defence out. Chilwell and Rhys James are two of the best fullbacks in the Premier League at the moment. Add Thiago Silva and Mendy. He's a, bit, he's a Rolls Royce, isn't he, Thiago Silva? He really he's an is. Absolute Rolls Royce, man. He, he, he operates very, very well. Um, I think they've done well there. They've done, very they've well. done so well. And then they slip below, you know, 30 odd, 35 million quid buy in Ziyech. He's a. He's looking good. Yeah, Werner, I mean, Chelsea. Whatever. Chelsea are building for the future, and I look at United and I think, apart from Bruno, who's the signing, our signing of the decade. Do you not uh, think? Do you not think we? This is the most together and least disjointed United squad we've had in, in since Alex Ferguson. I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, yeah, they all seem like nice boys and all that, and they. No, but, but it, it doesn't feel like. You know what? It feels like. Before we had like a multitude of problems, now we only have like a couple of problems. And because we don't have Galacticos really in there, do we? We don't have Galacticos with the massive egos, but we also don't like, have world beaters. <laughs> which comes I, with think, the I mean, egos. the only world beaters we had in our team under under sort of Moise were 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 Wayne Rooney and Robin van Persie. But then obviously Van Hal comes yeah, in, signs Falcao, Di Maria, etc. Yeah. Et and then That's obviously when it started. You know, it did start then. It did start then. Schweinsteiger, who wasn't a troublemaker, but just, you know, a big influence. Um, you brought in a lot of players on big money. But now, I don't know. I just think this is the most settled United squad out there, you know, that we've had in a long time. And with the, a couple of minor tweaks, uh, uh, right additions and the right good quality coaching, you know, we could build some consistency. And shock, yes, we could actually do all right. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. But is is Oli that coach? And I I hate talking about him in such terms because we love him. But is he? I know we're going around in circles, but I think the kind of man management and tactical nous of of a Pochettino might take the the potential we have right there and mould it into Ollie something won, great. Hasn't Oli won more trophies than him as a manager? Well, Pochettino's won nothing, so exactly. maybe, but it's not. <laughs> But it's not necessarily about that. It's 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 about you know 
it's it's just a, it's about other stuff, isn't it? It's it's what you could win. It's how good you are. How you know how you could take Tottenham to you know when Leicester won the league. Tottenham Tottenham should have won it. They were a couple of games away. They bottled it, but they almost won the league two three years ago. They almost won the European Cup. They were one game away from it. You might not have taken them over the finishing line, but that's to do a lot with the actual players in the club you've got. Mm. I just want. So, yeah, I mean, Talksport were reporting that United have approached Pochettino. I think they're looking for any excuse. I really think they're looking for any excuse to bin off Oli. As soon as they can bin him off, they'll bring in they'll bring in Poch because you know, they they're not going to stand around because then obviously Oli. As as a poor run going forward, they'll, they'll go back and they'll 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 regret it. You know they'll regret not not grabbing him. So yeah, um, I don't know. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a weird month or two. We've got um, some, some more tough games coming up. We're in the middle of of a very tough run. Obviously, the international break has broken it up. If you like, we come back with a game at home to West Brom, and you know it just smells like one of them games where we might slip up you know it really smells like one of them games um you've got you know Bashakshire at home and then Southampton away which a year ago didn't look like a bad fixture after they beat <laughs> one yeah. but now looks like a very very worrying fixture you know Southampton away is, is not easy um yeah it's it's certainly going to be um a, a difficult few weeks for you just be interesting to see how many points we get out of the uh, get out of the, the home games, you know. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. There you, so, go. There you go. There you go. Well, enjoy your international break, sir. What are you going to do? Uh, I am going to work probably. Just try and work. Chill. <laughs> the crown is out on Sunday. Do you know the crown? What the drama? Yeah. It's the Crown Day on Sunday. So. I did not have you down for a viewer, an avid viewer of the Crown. Well, I don't watch much TV, um, you know, no, as you clearly. will. <laughs> I don't watch much TV, but I watch the Crown. I really enjoy the Crown. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you who's been in the Crown because I'm not one for sort of listing, you know, things like that in my head and memorising these kind of facts. Yeah. Okay. It is, it is what it is, but I really do enjoy the Crown. Really do enjoy the crown. It's, it's it's really very good. Good. Uh, I think whatever listeners we had on this podcast, I think they've either either asleep or they've gone to slash their wrists <laughs> with us with this harping on about our uh, our middle aged um, holiday plans. But um, yeah, I'm I'm planning to go. Um, so I'm going to find a few raves. You know, take um, some narcotics and. Uh, you know, right. get lost in some sort of um, psychedelic uh, utopia. That speed, that speed A is very good. Little speed E. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, all of the above. Um, I Imagine might go and watch. I might go and watch Shaun of the Dead, um, spaced um, uh, reruns of of those great shows. Um, I'm going to do that, and while I do that, I will watch some Luther. I will cry and acknowledge how much of a shit journal I am. <laughs> Can you imagine? Got, can you imagine if we got Andrew Mann on drugs? Is he? Has he ever been off drugs? 
Yeah. Oh, well, well, I suppose DFS, DFS does have not have a sale two weeks of the year. But anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for locking into the United Broadcast once again. It's been an absolute honour, privilege and pleasure. Uh, this is a podcast hosted by people who aren't celebrities, have nothing to do with celebrities and just generally don't give a fuck about celebrities. Um, I'll catch you in a couple of weeks, Ben. Thank you, mate. Uh, Thank you. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, never a choice. Well, until a couple of weeks' time, have a good one. Be safe. Come on, you Reds. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.